You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm great. Josiah, how you doing? Is what I should have said. Ethan, I'm well. <laughs> it's the thank you. It's the stiffest it's, intro we've ever done. <laughs> you just by your name as it people actually uh, talk like this. Yeah. What a strange mm. thing. Can you imagine if we were Russian and we? I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could because. I like the accent. I feel what can like, I say? yeah, but their names are just so complicated. That was my point. Their names are so complicated. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know, if your name was, I don't know, like a, a Fyodor Ivyordovich Pavlovich Dostoevsky, <laughs> you know, like, but that would be like a real name, you know, yeah. like yeah, mm. that would that would be that would be a real a lot of lot of lineage packed into that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that is a little complicated. I, I must confess, it is. Like, mm. I'm just happy with. The fact that I carry the last name and that's it and everything else can be, you know, just be what it is. Yeah, there's some baggage involved. You know? I mean, Pitts is just an unfortunate literal last name. Uh, well, you know. You know what I mean? Pitts. To each their own. Like Dead Poet Society. Mm, yeah. That's Robin Ooh, Williams' tell joke. Me there's more. a guy who's named oh, that's Pitts. Right. That's and he's right. like, Pitts, a rather unfortunate last name. And Man. I empathize with that. What a film. On a deep level. What I a love, film. I what a film, film indeed. But alas, yes, I'm doing well. And I'm glad to hear that you are doing well as well. Yeah. It's all good in the it's terrific. neighborhood. I've had my coffee today. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I've had my coffee. Me too. I've uh, been rocking the thing you got me for my birthday, oh, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. New coffee brewing method, new mm-hmm. coffee making method, whatever I you want to call it. Yeah. Mocha pot. Yeah. M-O-K-A. Yes. And not like specifically that it makes mochas. It like the drink. Really? It's just the name of the pot. It yeah. really... I'm mean, I actually trying to des- describe like what kind of coffee it's making because it's not espresso necessarily. No, but it is like the closest thing to espresso you can make without an espresso machine of any kind. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, yeah. what is that? So much so that people will often misterm it as espresso. Like, it's regularly associated. And I was like, eh, whatever. You know, I was very skeptical at first, and then I tried it. I'm like, oh, I see why. I but see yeah, why it's delicious. It really like, is. Like, whole different flavor profiles come through, mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's just it's, it's so good. It's really fun. So I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, so. I'm glad to hear it. And it makes me feel really, what would be the term? <laughs> Frontier? Yes! Ma- I feel, I, oh my word, I feel yes. like I'm making coffee on the frontier. It feels like, I mean, we're like two steps away from doing this on a camping trip. Yes. It has that kind of, that kind of rugged, rambly feel about it. This you is know, how like, Teddy Roosevelt made his coffee. Oh, I was going to say Samwise Gamgee had one of these. <laughs> he probably took it all we the way both, to Mordor. We both went different routes with that. <laughs> yeah, two guys who went out in their, um, you know, their world's equivalent of the Badlands, you know. Exactly. So, but yeah, I've been enjoying that. And if you all are interested, just, you know, look up the Mocha Pot, M-O-K-A-P-O-T. Yeah. And I would I would go with the Bialetti brand. I think they're the OG makers from, from Italy. I don't know. That's why I would go with them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Italia. <laughs> My rationale is as simple as that. <laughs> yes, and Ooh. we don't need anything else. So, anywho... Today, I wanted to do a follow-up, actually, Okay. on a message that, by the time this release, this was actually delivered a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, the message that I delivered in our series of God and Men right. on mankind, on being made in God's image. Okay. So, a lot of people, or at least a number of the people that I talk to, I should probably say it that way, seem to struggle with a sense of purpose. Specifically, they want to know what God's specific will is for them in regards to career and work and, you know, marriage and such related things. Mm, I remember that feeling. Yes, that is, it, is, it is quite a feeling, I must, I must confess. I've been there, done that. So, I addressed that, though, in the message. I said, basically, that so long as the work that we're doing is not sinful, and we set ourselves to do that work to the best of our ability, 
abilities for the glory of God and the good of our neighbor. That's operating in God's will, right? Like you're operating God's will if you do that. Right. So that's the essence of what I said. And broadly speaking, that is true. I stand by that, by those words. I like how it sounds like you're making a caveat, but you're actually saying I stand by that. Yes, that's, yeah, I stand by that. But here it comes. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay here's the difference. Broadly speaking, yes, that is true. But that is broadly speaking. Sure. Obviously, I did not say everything that could have been said on the subject, given the time constraints <laughs> and whatnot, and the fact that, technically speaking, none of us are capable of saying everything that can be said about any given thing. That's mm. just not possible, because no, we're not God, but I digress. So I thought it would be helpful to discuss some other, quote-unquote, tests that we might do in regards to our work and careers and whatnot, as far as operating in God's will. Okay. Some other things that we might specifically do. So I think the most helpful way to do that is to perhaps put this into a concrete hypothetical scenario. Right. Hit me with a hypothetical. Yeah. And as it turns out, this is actually not so hypothetical. Oh, no. <laughs> I have a friend uh, who went through a situation just like the one I'm about to describe to you. Okay, so obviously, it's secretly it, biographical. Uh, yes, secretly biographical. Obviously, no names are mentioned and details are different, but the gist of the situation has happened to someone I know. I hope you're a, listening. A friend of mine. Yeah, if this, if this friend of mine happens to be listening, hope you don't mind that I tell the story. <laughs> they won't know who you are. No one, no one will know who you are. <laughs> not even me. Not even, not even Ethan. So... Let's say you're working for a company and you're an accountant and you're doing good work there, right? You know, you get the job done. Mm. The company is good as far as you can tell, right? You might not see yourself working there for 20 years necessarily, but you imagine that you work there for at least five or seven years. You know, you're making good money. Everything's going great. Life is good. But then. Oh, no. Then something happens. I don't like this. Yeah. Your boss walks into your office and shuts the door. Ew, no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> you never know where this is going. He sits down in front of your desk mm -hmm. in the chair, and he leans forward, and he asks you to take an envelope full of cash dollars, money. Oh, no. Is it free? Is it just for me? And he wants you to put it into a special account. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's for me. <laughs> and keep it off the books, wink, wink. I hate this. And basically what he wants you to do is embezzle money for him. Oh, no. Why did I become the expert? <laughs> yeah. You have been put in the situation because oh, you are the gosh. one who's good at this and you handle the money, money, cash dollar bills. So you have the dirt on your hands for yes. me. Oh, no. Now, of course, you are a person of integrity. You are a Christian. So you say, no, I won't do that. Now, the question is, what do you do as far as your work at this company goes? Because, let's use the situation as a test case, you are refusing to do anything sinful, right? You're not going to sin. You're not going to be culpable here, right? Like, you're, you are not going to help this man embezzle this money. Yeah, too right? dangerous. Yes, yeah, so that's good. But your company's leaders and bosses are doing some sinful things. They are doing some obviously blatantly uh, sinful things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where does that leave you? Well, anxious, first of all. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm thinking about the longevity of my career. I'm thinking about my income. Yeah, yeah. There is there's a lot at play here. Yes. A lot going on. So Let's extrapolate this a little bit and see, you know, if you were in, if you were ever put into this kind of a situation, what you should do. Is this like that? What would you do game show? That's a, yeah. What would you do? Oh gosh. Now to a degree, 
we cannot be held responsible for all the sins of our leaders and bosses and such. Like, we just can't. Of, of you course. just can't do that. Unfair. It's unfair. It's also not biblical. All right? <laughs> the prophet Ezekiel said each man dies for his own sins, right? right? Like every person is going to be held culpable and accountable for their own sins. So you can't be held responsible for all the sins of your leaders and bosses and, and whatnot. Their sins are their sins. Their wrongdoings are their wrongdoings. However, if we become aware of those things, then there is eventually can become a point where there is a certain obligation that we bear in certain situations. So in this case, specifically, okay, your boss is trying to embezzle funds, which again, you can't be held, you know, if you're, you find out like, let's change the scenario. And let's say you were just at your office one day and a coworker comes in and is like, did you hear the boss went to prison, got like busted last night? He's been embezzling funds and you knew nothing about it. Like, right. oh, golly, like you keep working in that company. Exactly. You know, your conscience is clear. You didn't know what was going on. In fact, you might be able to help the company rebound and recover. But in this particular case, <laughs> your boss has come directly to you. Right. And he's asking you to do this. And now you are aware that this man who you work with closely is embezzling funds. Mm. Now, what are you supposed to do? You mean like at which point does it become evident that you're basically just aiding and abetting a serious crime? Yeah, like that your silence is a culpability. Right. Like that you're like, oh, I know this guy's being dishonest. He's ripping people off. Since he's come to ask you this so nonchalantly, there's probably been a pattern here. Like, this is probably not the first time he's done this. I would guess not. Probably dishonesty for a lifetime happening. And you're working for a man now who is stealing money money from customers or from his company, all these things. So at what point now are you like, okay, I know this and I work for him in a pretty direct way and he's come to me now and made that clear. Yeah, I mean, simply knowing you could probably spin this as obstructing justice. Yeah. Just, so by, like, just by doing nothing yeah, and letting at, it continue. At this point, like, okay, like even getting beyond the point of, is it sinful? There might be crime involved, yeah. right? Which there are some distinguishments. Which is so daggone unfair. I mean, he yeah. basically did this to you. Yeah, like I, he put you there. Like he did this to you. <sighs> um, and that happened. And then to bring this back to a biblical discussion and basis. We know the Eighth Commandment says, you know, you're not supposed to steal. Paul tells us in Ephesians 4.28, let the thief no longer steal. And then, again, coming back to your point, none of this is to even mention the criminal and corporate laws that embezzlement breaks. Sure. So given all this, pastorally speaking, I can't imagine that a Christian's conscience wouldn't eventually, like, that you just can't get to the point where your conscience isn't going to be bothered by this. Mm, it's hard to callous over so quickly. <laughs> yes. And so that is, I think, at the heart of what I'm, I'm getting at with this test case and any other case like this. The crux of what I'm getting at is that even if you are not guilty of any sin or you're not involved in a sinful profession, if you're involved in something that could begin to violate your conscience at that point, you really probably ought to get out. Yeah, I mean, like, how else do you rectify that? Yes, exactly. In fact, Paul even goes so far as to say that anything that doesn't proceed from faith is sin. That's Romans 14, 23, which is basically a way Ooh. of saying if you are violating your conscience, ah. that is sin, which is a wild thing to say. And again, how unfortunate, like, this guy put you in that situation. Yeah, exactly. He basically voluntarily compromised your career. Yes. Because he's like, well, I think this person will be um, corruptible. Yes, exactly. So you have that on the one hand. I mean, like, there's the spiritual reality. But then you even pointed out, you know, there are corporate and criminal I mean, um, um, unless you too. contact the police and you're like, I will be your sleeper cell. Yeah. I will it. be your man on the inside. You've got to, you've got to run. You've got to run. Yeah, get out. Uh. Get out of there. So all that is to say, in these kinds of cases, and I, I, I elaborated on this hypothetical slash not so hypothetical really happened to a friend of mine situation, and he did leave. He got out. And then you also got the situation where, like, 
what, how are you going to work with this man? How to like what? Like, he knows that you know, and like it just ugh, Ooh, gosh. so complicated. It's like it's nothing like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like you've been friends with someone for for many many years, and they're like, oh, um, I'm in love with you, and yeah. you're like, I'm not. So <laughs> yeah, like, oh, how do we how do we negotiate this from now on? And uh, <laughs> that's unfair, and it's unfortunate, and. Uh, Hopefully you don't get out. Hopefully you yeah, can rectify. That's it. Exactly. Good luck. Yes. So you just have to watch your conscience. The other thing you have to be aware of in these situations. Like you could be in a perfectly fine profession, not guilty of any sin of your own, but at the point your conscience is violated by this kind of knowledge, really need to get out. You're going to get yourself into trouble. Now, again, as another caveat, naturally, conscience is not our final authority. Yeah, that could get hairy. Real, that can get hairy. Real quick. It can. God, through his word, is our final authority. Right. We want to make sure that's clear from the outset. Like God's word, that's it. We are good Protestants here. We believe in, <laughs> you know, scripture alone is our final and infallible and inerrant rule of faith and life. So that is to say that our conscience should be formed by the word. Right. That's what should form our conscience. Now, to go to your point of you can get hairy that real quick. It's possible for our consciences to be seared by hardness of heart and sin. Sure. So your conscience can mislead you. Like, obviously, the guy who's embezzling funds, at some point, mm. his conscience probably stops bothering him. Yeah. Like, if he's been doing this for long enough, he probably doesn't even think about it. Exactly. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is what I do. Exactly. And that point, oh, yeah, your conscience is not a reliable guide anymore, right? So you may, to go to the other point, you may feel bad in your conscience about something, right? Like, you may be bothered by, I'll take one, I mean, maybe semi-controversial example, but alcohol is one that happens frequently, right? Sure. Like, you may think, like, oh, it's just like, I'm not ever going to drink alcohol because I think it is, that is just an inherently sinful act. Mm. But then you read the scriptures and you realize, like, oh, you know, Ecclesiastes 9, 7, eat your bread, drink your wine with joy, for God has approved of what you do. Paul told Timothy, take wine, your stomach, mm -hmm. right? So that it's not, that's not inherently sinful. Right. It can, like many good things, become sinful. Of course. And drunkenness, that's sinful. But let's say you read that, you understand that from the scripture, now you're conscience can be formed by that and you can realize whether you're going to drink or not your conscience can be formed by that and you may or may not be free now like oh my conscience is going to be pained by that i'll have a little glass of wine with dinner it may be that you read that and you're like ah like i just can't escape my conscience being panged by that <laughs> right and in which case paul like he said to the corinthians when they were you know eating meat offered to idols he's like that meat doesn't mean anything like it's not actually being offered to anything so like if your conscience isn't bothered by it go ahead and eat it right god's word has made that pure but if your conscience can't escape it like you're just going to constantly be bothered by it then don't eat it is right? it would it uh, we're going to we have to cut this if i'm wrong cuz it'll be too embarrassing <laughs> Um, does it is it in any way connected to the verse of um, that each man should be fully convinced in his own mind? Yes. Hey! Yes, oh it goodness. is. Let wow. each be fully convinced in their own mind regarding right. those things that like aren't inherently, right. you know, one way or the <laughs> it's other. It's not a license to make up your favorite theology. Right, exactly. <laughs> from the ether. Yes, exactly. But like in regards to those things, it's like, yeah, let each one be fully convinced. Yeah, right? okay. So you have that in the one case. And then in the other case, you may, again, you may feel fine about like I don't know, getting drunk, like getting drunk every you know weekend, maybe fine. You're like, oh, this is fine. And then <laughs> you read, what I do. you know, like Ephesians where Paul says, stop getting drunk on wine. And you're exactly. like, oh crap. Yeah. Your conscience should now be reformed yes. by that. Yeah. So anyway, in our hypothetical scenario, I imagine a Christian's conscience would and indeed should be bothered by what's happening because now you know you're working directly for a man who's embezzling money. He's come to you with this he's implicated you now that's going to be just a hard situation like to stay in of like course, i just yeah. unless like you pointed out like you're going to be some <laughs> fbi sleeper agent gonna i just don't see how that's gonna yeah work out 
for you. Now, it would be different, again, if, say, you were working for maybe, like, a local branch of a big company and you found out the CEO got in trouble for something. Like, okay, you're big not... Deal. Yeah. yeah, like, you don't know this. Like, you're not involved in that at you're all. Not, you're not like, culpable and not even morally yeah, culpable. Yeah, like, you just can't be held responsible for all that stuff. Like, at that point, you start getting into the whole, like, oh, like, everyone is responsible for everyone's sin. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what in the world is happening here? But if you were the CEO's assistant at the corporate headquarters, and you knew some things are going on well at that point again yeah we're back where we started yeah hard situation to get out of or, or stay in so here's what i'm really trying to say in essence let your conscience be formed by the word of god and when it comes to work and career all that stuff as an image bearer of god don't go against your conscience and let your conscience be formed by the word of god again let me just emphasize that <laughs> So we're clear. So, yeah, just a little more specificity on that. Yeah. And uh, again, didn't say everything that could be said. Can't say everything that could be said. I'm just not possible. I'm not omniscient. I'm not all-knowing. But I think that's another helpful guide to the will of God and yeah, knowing yeah. how to operate in that. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you don't embezzle funds. Yeah. If you do, stop. Wouldn't that be weird if that's the person listening? The embezzler. Woof. My advice to you would be, um, please don't. <laughs> It's just, it's going to be very bad for many people. It is. It will not. You don't usually hear a lot of success stories. No, there's no situation in which that ends well, either in this life or if you, even if you got away with it your whole life in the life to come. If you didn't ah, repent, like it's, see, it's not. It's, it's a catch 22. Is it that is. what that is? Yeah, you know, here's, a, here's a secret confession for you. Hanging <laughs> my conscience. I sometimes don't know if I accurately use that term, catch 22. I think catch 22 has to be a thing where there's like every, it's a rock and a hard place. Every place okay. is a rock and a hard place. A rock, every place is a rock like, and a hard no place. There's no good okay. choice. You do this, you're screwed. If you do that, you're also equally okay. screwed. I think. My conscience is no longer panged by But my... hey, what if I'm wrong? Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. At any rate, thanks for listening. Yeah. We hope this was helpful to you as you navigate the world. Man, hopefully you're in as a spot you where you're not the even... world of embezzlement. Yeah, that's it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hopefully you're just enjoying life and things are going well. And you're, this is, you feel like you're operating the will of God anyway. All yes. is going well for you. So if you have any questions about this and you want to take it to something else related to this or any other topic, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net or you can interact with us on social media. And as always, if you found this helpful, leave us an honest five-star review yeah and thank you yeah we, we we thank you for that heartily and as always we'll see you next time we'll see them next time yeah I, that's we'll catch okay. them next time yeah all right we'll catch you we, next time we make <laughs> we make mistakes here too we're guilty of sin we're all sinners in the hands of a merciful god thanks for listening we'll catch you next time <laughs>